0: Welcome to The Foundry, where leaders are forged daily. Each week we investigate themes of leadership, entrepreneurship, and mindset with some of the greatest minds in real estate. And now, the data scientist of real estate, George Roberts.
1: entrepreneurs. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Franco Perez, founder of Franco Mobile Homes. Uh, Franco has been featured by Forbes magazine, and he's one of the industry leading experts. And with that, I'd like to welcome you to the show, Franco. Thank you for
0: having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: All right. Yes. Well, it should be a really exciting show because I think that mobile homes are very exciting Uh, We're going to talk about the housing crisis. We're going to talk about affordability and a lot of things that I think is really going to resonate with our audience. But uh, first of all, I just want to say that I love the way that your entrepreneurial journey in mobile homes has been driven by your personal story. And I know there's so much snobbery in in housing because for most people, their homes, that's their pride. That's how they show off their wealth. But for many people that are struggling, a home is a simple necessity. So what well, can you tell us from your struggles that might get through to people about the housing crisis and and how we can
0: use mobile homes to address it? Yeah. So I guess there's, there's a lot of problems and and a lot of it, you know, my experience is really, how do I say it? A lot of what I learned is actually through experience, going through the struggle and the pain of, trying to get out of the rental rat race myself, right? And and being able to see that allowed for me to really feel the pain of the difficulty of just living and just surviving and, and living, how do I say this, of surviving paycheck to paycheck, right? And I really realized like, hey, why is it that I feel like my family is good people? I'm a good person. Why is it that we have to continuously pay rent while the rich and wealthy get to benefit from home ownership. And that was something that I really took a deep study on and and really took a deep dive of what elements are really causing this, right? There's a lot of huge benefits of home ownership. We all know it. There's appreciation. There's tax benefits. There's the ability to leverage a loan to be able to build up your net worth. And these are things that are only accessible to those that can afford real estate. And that's the people that are rich and wealthy. Now, the accessibility to housing is getting worse and worse. There's this big wealth gap. And how does... I want to express the pain points in our area. So in San Jose, California, the prices are a bit higher than normal. But rent for a two-bedroom apartment is typically about... Thirty-five hundred dollars a month, and purchasing a single-family home is about one point five. Is the median? Is the median price for a single-family home? I know these prices are high, but the ratios are very similar in other areas. So, how does somebody go through the rat race of continuously paying that high rent and ever dream of affording a single-family home later down the line? It's very tough, and realizing. That barrier of entry is causing the poor to stay poor, the middle class to stay middle class, and realizing that those elements, uh, there's so many elements that are causing prices to go up while the income average is not going up at the same rate, right? And come to find out, I accidentally stumbled across mobile homes and came to realize that Personally, my thoughts about mobile homes were that they were bad stigmas, that they were horrible quality homes, horrible quality people, bad communities, because that's what we see in the media and that's what we see on TV and we do not really have real life perspective of what these are. Anyways, dedicated a business to really... Helping people get out of that rat race into mobile home ownerships because mobile home owning a mobile home is really kind of like a hybrid model of home ownership and it allows for it to be a stepping stone for people to get out of that rental rat race and into home ownership. Um, and then after that, dedicated our life to now converting old trailer-like mobile homes into large, luxurious, contemporary homes. Uh, we're turning single wides into 2,000 square foot, three bedroom, two bath homes now. So, but uh, it's been an amazing journey, but there's so many elements of of the housing crisis that is really a problem that we can dive into.
1: Okay. Yeah, we will. But since you did mention the location of some of your homes and the fact that these are not, these are not your granddaddy's mobile homes. So tell us, how is it that we have mobile homes in some of the areas, uh, some of the poshest areas of the country.
0: Yeah. So so first off, mobile home parks became popular in the 1970s because it was a great way to kind of get the workforce, housing in temporary areas and that sort of thing. So a lot of these homes that are in these very high density areas are, were built there before it was very expensive, before there was this housing crisis and that sort of thing. So that, that infrastructure is already there. In California alone, there's over 4,000 parks throughout the country. There's several in these metro areas that we don't know about. And and I urge people to kind of take a look on Google Maps because I, I lived in San Jose for seven years and had no idea that there were mobile home parks around there, right? Yeah. And um, the main thing is, is that they were built in the past, and that infrastructure is already there, and that's the beautiful thing about mobile homes. is that we don't have to govern, we don't have to work with the government to try to enhance the the already existing infrastructure that's there. So,
1: yeah, and so then you have things like granite in there. These are things that you probably wouldn't imagine. You know, I don't. When I think about mobile homes, I don't usually think about granite, but because of the area, you have this huge gull. Right. You've got your tenants, and then you've got your average home, as you mentioned, was about one point five million dollars in your area. And then in between you realize that there are some people, hey, maybe they want a nice place to live, but can't afford a new stick-built home in this area. And and that's I think the niche that you found to occupy one of the niches.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We we really have a full variety of what type of mobile home we built but you're right we have like quartz countertops we have 12 foot high flat ceilings we have stainless steel appliances as contemporary as could be and and that's the thing is like you mentioned is that hey these aren't accessible most of the time these benefits of the home ownership the appreciation the tax benefits aren't accessible to the middle class and this becomes that perfect stepping stone and and i know i'm talking high prices in this area, but we do a lot of consulting right. in other metro areas as well. And you know, it could, the numbers could be way way different, but the ratios are typically the same. Yeah. Like in Atlanta, average single family home price is about 500,000 and the rents are about 1800. And then their mobile homes in that area that we're working on a structure as well, would could be around that $200,000 range, right? Versus where here it's like 300, 400. The main thing is, being able to leverage a loan to be able to get them ahead, to be able to better their personal cash flow, so that they can, you know, build up their family uh, for the future.
1: So, so to put a finer point on it, I think what you're really saying is that a lot of these mobile home parks got there because they sort of predated a lot of the uh, the increases in income or or the improvements or gentrification of the area. And I think one of the problems that we're having with mobile homes is clearly it is part of the solution to the housing crisis, but we've got a lot of issues. The most obvious one is the nimbyism, like, hey, sure, I like affordable housing. But then when somebody comes up with a plan to build affordable housing in the community, people don't just necessarily think, well, hey, we've got to have a place to put, you know, the teachers and the firefighters and the police. Uh, they just say, like, no, not in my backyard. But there's more to it than that. And my family is in construction. so. When you talk about permitting and things like that, there's all these regulations. Tell us, what does that really do to the timeline and to the price of homes?
0: Absolutely. So there's three topics that that from that statement that you said that I, I definitely want to touch on. There is that whole NIMBY issue, which is not in my backyard. There's a whole movement of people that feel like they understand mobile homes and they don't want it in their area and they blame it for having some sort of like, um, bad stigmas around their city. Now, one thing I want to mention is that there's not only if we talk about apartment complexes, there are horrible apartment complexes that you, you don't want your kids running around. In. And then there's luxury style apartments that are luxurious, right? And And the thing about mobile homes is that everyone assumes that every mobile home park is of bad quality and that sort of thing. Yes, there are a few that, or there are some that make us look bad. However, there are a full spectrum and there's plenty of average and there's plenty of luxury resort style mobile home communities as well. Right. And we shouldn't associate that all mobile home parks are that way. uh, And we shouldn't write off mobile home parks as an option. And we should really deep dive and understand the people that are in these communities uh, and and how do we help protect this, right? And, and the second part to that is the construction element, like you mentioned, is that, you know, a huge, huge part of why cost of living is going up is because the ability, our ability to be able to build housing is so expensive. Material costs are more expensive now. Labor is more expensive now. And just like you said, regulations and government entities permitting, high, you know, Upping the requirements in these entities cause delays and cause more frustration in logistics. In order for us to build regular built housing, right? So that's the that's those are huge issues that are causing the price of new development to go up, right? Now, if we look at mobile homes in itself, we really we are really changing the way construction is seen. We're really streamlining building quality affordable housing in a whole different way. I I wanna bring up this analogy before I kind of break down our construction timeline, but uh, cars originally were really only available and built for the rich and wealthy. And it was only until we were able to build this on an assembly line in a streamlined process that we were able to get cars accessible to everybody, right? And that's exactly what we're trying to accomplish with mobile homes. And it's exactly what we're doing today. These homes are being built in a factory on an assembly line, maximizing the efficiency of everything, using less material, maximizing the labor that and and the effectiveness of every skilled labor that's being done there, lowering carbon emissions, and at the end at the end of the line, having a a completed quality product that's much more affordable than a stick built home, and the way we build this is really unique and it's really such a beautiful thing. So I also have done real estate development, that sort of thing. And I know that doing a, replacing an old piece of single family home with a new one, it took us about 18 months to complete, to demolish it, to get permits done, to get approvals to be approved for each, every phase of the process. And I'm sure you could probably relate to that, but our first project took us about 12 months, let's say, to replace an old mobile home with a new one. And now we've continued to streamline and better that process. And just last week, we actually broke our record and completed an old, a replacement of an old mobile home into a brand new completed home. And we did it as little as two months and one week, which is incredible. And how that, how that change happened was the realization that we can simultaneously work on different departments and different parts of the construction all at the same time. On a regular construction timeline, we'd have to work on the demo. Then we'd have to work on the foundation. Then we'd have to work on getting the permits for the structure of the home and all these regulatory timelines that need to get done. However, in the mobile home building process, we're able to stack these timelines. So all of them can work together. The demo can get started as the new home is getting constructed, as well as other elements of the process. And it's such a beautiful thing because we're able to compact and compress all of these items to get done and complete homes at, a fourth of a uh, less than a fourth of what it actually takes to build a stick built home. And, and if we don't fix the housing issue now, if we don't change and innovate, if we think about it, construction has always been built the way it's been built for over a hundred years. Everything else is going into factories. Everything else is getting streamlined, but for some weird reason, home right. construction is still being built on site and not changed. And, and we have to change it now. Otherwise we're going to continue to face these housing issues in the future,
1: right? Well, I love the way you you bring up the stigma, hit it face on because it's true, it's out there, and I think people need to realize that these are real people. Uh, that's the way I've heard it put. And you know, in the apartment industry, it's very similar. A lot of people don't want to live next to an apartment; they don't like denser housing. And when you remind people that, you know, hey, you were probably a tenant at some point in your life, maybe your brother or your sister or an uncle or a cousin with a tenant. These are good people. You probably have friends that are tenants, you know, we're not bringing bad people into your community. Uh, these are people just like uh, like your family and your friends, just like you were before you bought a home. And uh, I, I hope people can really see the human elements in there. And these are and it teachers. Is hmm? it,
0: you know, these are very people to the city, the teachers, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and, and and teachers are, are are priced out of many areas and they need housing, they need options and opportunities.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and great point about everything else in the world, right? I mean, you wouldn't make an iPhone or a watch by hand these days, but yes, we still make homes that way It's and it's crazy. And not to say that we don't need regulations, of course we need regulations and standards, building codes, et cetera. But when people realize that there's a real cost to every hurdle that a builder has to go through to put these homes together, there's a human cost. I hope that we can get that message out to people today, Franco,
0: oh, absolutely. yeah. and and such it, it's something that really has to be fixed, right? and And we have to realize that the way things were done before isn't always the right way to, you know, the only way to do it. And some some are afraid of change. and it's it's really a fascinating thing. Only up until the recent last few years have, there was a long period where mobile home parks were never built. And in the yeah. last few years, we're starting to see parks, actually, they want this to be built because they've realized that this is the best way to get housing in a particular area when it's in of need. You know, I was just talking to someone in East, we were doing consulting for someone East of. Uh, east of Reno, Tesla built this huge gigafactory with great jobs and that sort of thing, but they don't have housing for their workers. And and with that, they're now looking to open a mobile home park and realize that, hey, this is the fastest way for us to build housing and develop this in this area. And immediately, we're able to create a pretty much a a micro city, right, of housing and help use this model to be able to assist with that. And I love that this is starting to become a more popular thing. I love that people are starting to realize the beauty of what these look like because, you know, general public, there's just this disgusting feeling when for them that when we talk about mobile home parks, but when you actually, you know, that's why we are so passionate about our YouTube channel and our, and and because people have to see it visually, they have to actually see that, Hey, this is what the community looks like. This is what the homes look like. This is how we construct the homes, and this is also we educate how this has be- become a perfect use case for this teacher, for this bartender to be able to stay in a metro area, stay near their family, stay near uh, their great job, and feel financially secure, right? And and it, that's why this is so important. And that's personally going through that financial struggle myself. That's personally why I'm so passionate about creating these types of opportunities.
1: Yeah, well, I love how you're humanizing the story. And I think that that is very important. And I'd like to point out also that, you know, it's not just these beautiful communities in these beautiful areas like the Bay Area, where you're able to do these nice things. I mean, just take a look. I mean, some of the mobile home parks in my area, they aren't built like they used to be. I mean, you have more windows than you had in the past. Uh, I know you've mentioned the past that you've, you've got drywall. I mean, it looks very much, you can have a porch, whatever you want. Uh, it, these really look uh, more and more like the stick-built homes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'd say in many ways, it's actually of higher quality than a lot of these stick-built homes. Right. And and because we actually face regulation issues our, ourselves because these have to be transported on the freeway for hundreds of right. miles. We have a very heavy workload of uh, requirement as well. Right. These homes are, yeah, like you said, not these tin boxes that we assume right. that for them to be, or these trailer-hitched homes that we assume them to be. These are two by four exteriors, two by six. Uh, foundation homes with drywall, uh, dual pane windows, and, and we mentioned the kitchen appliances and standalone tubs and laminate floors and that sort of thing. And, and the exterior of it as well, it, it's fiber cement exterior that will, you know, that will help in many, many ways, right? These are quality style homes. and And I know we're speaking on a podcast now, but if you haven't seen what they look like, take a second to look at, at what they look like, because you will be shocked. Uh, I mean, every day, and I get so many people that reach out and are like confused. They're like this. There's no way this is a mobile home or they'll see our TikTok yeah. or, or some sort of form. And there's like, you're lying. This is not I'm like, trust me. I mean, I know it's hard to believe this is a mobile home in a mobile home park. It's um, I mean, you can you can look at any of our 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 properties and see it for real. Yes,
1: why don't you send us some pictures because I think that would be great to splice in. We go out on YouTube as well, and I think it would be great for people who maybe haven't lived next to a mobile home park like I have to see that things have really improved. You can have some pretty amazing construction. Just because it was built in a factory doesn't mean it can't be beautiful. And I guess Mm -hmm. now we're talking about YouTube, you did mention it, but I know you do have. Some pretty great social media branding, and uh, just to back up for a moment, I mean, to be a success in any business, you need to master marketing, right? And in the business of investing, that often means selling yourself, so to speak. So, I know you've launched a successful YouTube channel. You've got uh, www.franco.tv, and you also happen to corner the the tag "sexy mobile homes" on Instagram. So. All right. Outstanding. Thank you so much for taking your time to share your knowledge and experience with our audience today.
0: Yeah. And thanks for having me. I love what you're doing. So so it's inspiring others. So I'm All right, thankful likewise.
1: to be Love your work.